Part of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dozinski, The Art of Relationships Radio Show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... Wednesday evening. This is Greg Tazinski, and this is the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Welcome, everybody. Hopefully, uh, everybody is tuning in on the Spreaker app or going to Spreaker.com for now. You can join me on the live chat. That's why I'm suggesting those avenues, and I'm all about people you know, join in on live, live chat. Um, you can also give me a call with any topic uh, you have regarding relationship. You know, it could be sexual dynamics, relationship, marriage issues, or, you know, even grief and loss. Maybe you're, you know, grieving loss of a loved one and, Whatever it is, the show, the Art of Relationships radio show, it is all about you, the listeners out there. It's another way for me to help more people, hopefully help more people. So spread the word, have your friends, family members um, listen to the Art of Relationships. And the number again, you give me a call, 313-614-614. Nine four nine eight people, and like I said, join. Uh, download the Spreaker app for free, or go to Spreaker dot com, and you can join the live chat as well. And as always, I will not mention your name on the air. I will not even ask it to protect your privacy. And confidentiality issues as well, okay? If you want to say your name, terrific. No big deal. That's great. You know what? But I won't ask it, okay? You might hear people on the live chat, and I mentioned this at the onset of every show. I mentioned people in the live chat by first names. Those are individuals that have given me permission to use their name, okay? So I'm not you know, just throwing names out there, being disrespectful, um, you know, I got permission to use their names on the show. So tell your family, friends, crap, even tell your enemies. (laughs) Um, 
The Art of Relationships Radio Show is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. So make sure... Oh, <laughs> I love that it's all about you. Hey, foo. <laughs> uh, welcome back. She's on the live chat, and hopefully everybody uh, will join in, okay? Join in the live chat with the Spreaker app again or Spreaker.com. If you are listening to the show on SoundCloud or TuneIn as well, um, you can you won't be able to chat, but you'll be able to listen to the show. There are links on my Facebook under Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. And as I mentioned, the Art of Relationships Radio Show is a huge part of the Podcast Detroit Network and have over 300,000 listeners. Ooh. A week, people. Not a year, a week. So that is huge. So we're getting uh, ready. We're going to discuss sexual anxieties. And I know Princess Fu on the live chat has no sexual anxieties. And during class today, during uh, human sexuality, we're talking about this. Um, you know, what the sexual anxieties are for men women. And also, you know, I wanted to break it up. Are there any differences with sexual anxieties between, say, those that are single out there or even, you know, those in relationships? And it's sort of ironic. A lot of people, oh, you're in a relationship. You won't have any, you know, sexual anxieties or they will be reduced. And a lot of people assume that. But, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're, say, madly in love, well, hopefully you would be, right? That's why the Art of Relationships radio show is here to help you so you can be in love. But not only be in love, right, but maintain it, increase it, enhance it, get deeper on all those emotional and physical levels, okay? That's what I'm all about. That's what I try to do to help my clients in the office here. And, oh, tell your friends, family, everything else. Next week, there is going to be a special show on ooh, writing the old school, writing love letters. And there is going to be a $100 gift card giveaway to Telefloral. They're going to be sponsoring the show next week. So make sure you tell your friends, family out there, you got a chance to win a $100 gift card from Telefloro, um, which they've been around forever. Uh, you know, you call them up and have flowers delivered through them. And so they are going to sponsor next week's episode in their new concierge program uh, with Maybe enhancing your love letter skills. So make sure you tell everybody I'll be blabbing about that oh, next week <laughs> uh, before the show and getting it out there too. So it's pretty cool uh, to be in a partnership with Telefloro, and hopefully that will be a longstanding partnership, not just for one episode. And if Telefloro are listening or um, 
partners, Telefloro, hint, hint. <laughs> um, that would be very cool. So getting into you know sexual anxiety. So like I mentioned earlier today in human sexuality, we're discussing this and brought this up about, you know, what are the sexual anxieties about women, about men? And, you know, number one aspect I think uh, most people might agree on is the body image with women. There was one that uh, they said a number one fear. Someone was looking online and trying to compare what I thought were the anxieties or, you know, I'm not going to say sexual hangups. You know, that's, it could be, you know, they all relate to the sexual anxieties. Um, You know, they mentioned the number one was that their anxiety was if women weren't able to have an orgasm. And I went, I get that. I understand the philosophy, right? Women, if they can't have an orgasm, they think or they're worried about their man maybe not only man and lesbian relationships too, that something's wrong with them. They don't have the inability to give an or, or you know, allow themselves to have an orgasm. So what happens? Uh, I don't think that is number one anxiety, if you will, with women. I still think the number one anxiety is body image, right? And we talked about maybe you have... Uh, you know, maybe not big enough boobs, breasts, right? Maybe you feel your butt is too big. You're too fat, maybe too skinny. Maybe you don't have a butt <laughs> or maybe you, you know, whatever. You lack the chest department, whatever. And I talked about, actually, I talked about um, sexual anxieties and stuff in my book, Sees That Total Connection, available on Amazon. And you can also download uh, the ebook version off my website as well, theartofrelationships.org. Um, you can download it, the full ebook version in PDF format, or you can order uh, at amazon.com and I believe uh, Barnes & Noble's as well. So check it out. And I talked about these very things and how do you get over it? How do you get comfortable with body image aspects and it let's face it it's it's very difficult and for somebody that might not have the body image anxieties right it, it, they might like oh what are they talking about what are they worried about you know what they should just worry about the connection and that's what i get people to but what do you do you know some things we just cannot change me everybody says right i'm five six and bald right but do I got it going on most of the thing, most of the time, right? And I, I have game, but let's face it, you know, some women do not like short dudes. Am I okay with that? Absolutely. Peace to you, right? Um, so we'll get, you know, with guys in a bit, but going back and centering on the women aspect, you know, the body image, what, you know, maybe some things you cannot do, you know, with your body, maybe... Um, you know, the old adage, right? Oh, I don't have big enough boobs or breasts. So, you know what? I can get boob implants, right? I can get a boob job, breast implants. And you know what? I'll feel better about myself. Yeah, you can. But yeah, is that for you and your own insecurities? As people know, I work on helping people get rid of their insecurities, emotional, 
uh, psychological and also, you know, if possible, the body aspects too. Um, but does that mean you have to get, say, a breast augmentation to feel better about yourself? Or can we get you to the point where you're okay with yourself, how your body is, right? If you are maybe a little bit flabby, if you are overweight, is there stuff you can do to change that? Absolutely, right? Um, you know, you can work out, you can exercise, you can change your diet. Even you can do exercises at home that, um, you know, even lunches at home that can help, you know, firm up your legs and your booty, right? And this is not only for women, even though we're talking about them right now. We are, you know, they can be used for men as well. And yes, men have body images as well, but we are going to get into that as well. Ladies, what else body image relations do you have that cause anxieties out there, right? And, you know, maybe some women don't want to have sex, right? Ooh, or get intimate with the lights on. They need it dark. Oh, my God, I can't let them because the shadows make me look bigger. They, I can't, you'll see them. And especially women, let's face it, after giving birth, what about the stretch marks, people? Ooh. Do those bother you, right? Or, as many women, those are lines of experience. Ooh. And can you wear them like the badge of honor instead of worried about the scars, right? What would it take? You know, other anxieties, you know, we talk about for women are, you know, body image, I think, is a huge number one. Another one for women is, I find, is, let's face it, it is what? Performance. How many women are worried about, you know what? Oh, my God, I might not be as good as his ex was or, you know, his whatever, first girlfriend or might not be as good as his whatever, right? Um, and I'm worried about he's going to compare, I'm not good enough, and all this stuff. That hits the men, too. But, like I said, we're staying on the women right now, and we'll hit on the men in a little bit. So, when you're talking about sexual anxieties, you know, oops, excuse me, you're looking at, you know, when you're talking about the performance aspects, are you good enough? Are you, that depends, right? In all honesty, you know, you could worry about that, but... I want to help you, and I've helped, you know, uh, oh, God, a ton of women and also men. You know, what do you do? Do you just stop? Do you quit and say, you know what, if, you know what, I'm not bad, uh, that's just too bad. I just won't even give it to them anymore, right? I won't even be sexual desirable. I won't desire him, and I'll shut it down. I'll fix him if I'm not good enough. Ooh. Why can't you? And I talked about this in the book. And also on, you know, older episodes of the radio show about what would it take for you, you know, why, if I'm not the best he ever had performance-wise, what can I do to learn, right? Can you be confident enough? What can I do to help you and you to help yourself to get to the point where you look at, you know what, even if I'm not the best, I want to become the best. And 
try and work. It sounds, you know, sex talking about work, you know, that's no fun, Greg. Um, I don't want to have to work at it, right? I want to be able to enjoy it, which I'm all about it. But can you be confident enough to learn to carry this on to where I'm going to get better, say, at oral sex? I'm going to get better at maybe controlling my body more, making him feel more pleasurable. And it's, it's very difficult. I make it sound you know, easy. I make it sound like no big deal. And I understand it, ladies. It can be a huge deal and hit on your insecurities big time. And a lot of women get very, very defensive when, you know, they might ask, oh, am I the best to ever have? One thing, why are you asking? If you're asking because you want to learn to be the best, yeah, I'm clapping my hands. Terrific. And not only that, that you want to learn, which is phenomenal, does that get in the way, people, right? Again, if you want to be the best and you're asking because you want to become the best, and that's part of what do you like, what do you dislike, that's awesome. Props to you. Yeah, right? Huge props to you. And that's what I want to try to get people to so you enhance your performance abilities and you learn from one another. You learn about what your partner wants, what they like. You know, do you want to, you know, kiss his body all over? Oh, I'm not good at it. So I don't even want to try. Well, that's, I get that. You know what? You don't want to try because you don't want to come across as a, a failure that you look like you don't know what you're doing. But by your sexual anxieties regarding that, regarding performance aspects, that's just telling your partner, maybe you don't care. Ooh. You ever think about that? And how many people look at that? Well, he should just understand that I'm okay with this. Okay, let's wait a minute. You want him to be okay with your sexual anxieties, but you're not okay that he would want you to try to improve your talents. Isn't that a tip for tat or being a little bit of a hypocrite, right? Um, What I want you and even what can your partner do to help you with the performance anxieties? You know, can you be a teacher? Yes, grasshopper. This is how you'll learn, right? (laughs) And to be able to you know, learn together is huge. But when you have sexual anxieties and you're so worried about being terrible at it, then what happens, you see the self-fulfilling prophecy comes up and you block that. You block maybe enhanced pleasures, enhanced, you know, sexual, maybe repertoire. I don't, you know, maybe your ability to enhance and increase and move about, um, to have greater sex life, more fun, more sensual, more pleasing, not only on the physical level, but what about on the emotional level? One thing that I help, you know, regarding this element is helping people get to the point where they want to try. It's not a failure. It's about wanting to try because you want to become better at it. You know, did you stop? It sounds sort of crazy, right? When you rode your bike once, fell off, did you automatically stop? I'm done. Did you 
What about your tying your shoes, driving a car, right? How many ladies out there, even guys for that matter, um, you go to Parallel Park and did you just do it once and you're a pro at it? Heck no. You probably hit another car, hit the curb, <laughs> whatever, right? Signs, freaking neighbor's cat, hopefully not. <laughs> um, can you take the same attitude with the sexual performances, and if you're not good because you haven't tried, can you have the willingness to learn? You know what? I would love to do that, and I don't know. I've never done it before. I'm not good at it, so screw you. I'm not even going to try. I'm like, really? That's sort of, yeah, I'm going to be blunt. That's sort of a childish and maybe a mature stance to take. And I talked about, you know, sexual maturity as well. And part of the sexual maturity is being able to grow through your anxieties and, you know, work with them instead of run from them and let them hide you. Now, going back to, you know, we talked about the performance aspects just now. Going back to the body image, you know, we talked about, you know, diet, exercise, what would it take for you to be more comfortable with yourself? More times than that, your partner is fine with the way you are. And the more you're confident with yourself, the more it seems like your partner would are into you, right? And so many couples I get in here, I don't hear too many complaints about you know, body aspects. But again, this is about you and how you feel about yourself. Because if you don't like your body and you have the body image anxieties and it interferes with your sexual avenue, oh my God, I can't, you know, I can't have sex uh, with by taking my shirt off, right? Um, because, oh my God, I don't have, he'll feel the role. He'll feel I don't have any, you know, big breasts or whatever, um, I want you to be, or maybe scarring from, um, you know, we talked about that in, you know, human sexuality class today. Maybe you had surgery, appendicitis, gallbladder out, maybe, um, you know, some other, maybe you're in a car accident, whatever, and you got cut in lacerations real bad and you had to get stitched up and, or, you know, glued and you had a scar and us and, oh my God, I can't see him. Maybe you can make a game of it and wear it as a badge of honor, a badge of courage that you made it through the surgery, the car accident, whatever. And that is part of your body now, but that's not all about you. Maybe you can explore those areas and maybe those areas might even, believe it or not, with the scar tissue and everything might be a little more sensitive. Can that be pleasurable? out there, people. Um, maybe so. Ooh. You know, other, you know, sexual anxieties. We talked about earlier, um, you know, body image. Then we went on the performance aspects. And I want to get on more um, other aspects. You know, performance aspects is a, is a huge thing. I mentioned about maybe having a hard time reaching orgasm, even, you know, vaginally. But a lot of things... Um, that hit on that where having orgasms vaginally, you know, during regular intercourse, it is honestly not that common that 
you know, I think 75% of women have a hard time reaching orgasm just by regular intercourse, okay? So, you know, you can work on that. Now, I, I think a lot of women that have that, or that was in the one survey, which I think is totally wrong, where the number one sexual anxiety is, is that they don't come during intercourse. They don't have an orgasm. <clears throat> and I think that is wrong. I think they might have asked women that were maybe un educated in the area that doesn't mean stupid not so men too that oh you didn't come there's something wrong with me and we'll get it into the men Ooh, in a bit haha <laughs> but going back to the dynamics about you know inability to come no it's about learning it's about realizing that most women have a hard time reaching orgasm vaginally right? It's usually manually or orally, mainly with your fingers, toy, you know, whatever, uh, and the extremities of the vaginal. Oh, speaking of one student in human sexuality, Rhonda! Hey, welcome, Rhonda. She's on live chat. And like I said, people, you can join us on live chat if you're using the Spreaker app for Apple and Android devices, or you can go to Spreaker.com and then do a search for either my name, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships radio show, okay? And you can join us on live chat. Yes, I am mentioning a couple names on the live chat because they gave me permission, oh my God, long time ago to use their names. But if I don't have your permission, I will not use your name. And even if you give me a call, I'm not going to ask your name, okay? Uh, just out of respect and maintaining your privacy. You can give me a call, 313-614-9498. And maybe sexual anxieties, maybe there's people out there that are scared to call. I would love to hear, you know, what your what your main um, sexual anxiety is, you know. Is it some that, you know, I already talked about, you know, maybe you're not being good enough at oral or, you know, whatever, foreplay at sex itself, that you're afraid to do anything because you're not going to be any good at it. I want you to be able to learn. If you're, say, I'll go with that. What if you are not good at it, uh, foreplay, oral, or whatever, can you learn to get better? Can you? You might be able to learn from, believe it or not, um, adult movies, pornos. You might be able to, and there's educational adult movies out there as well, too. Um, so there's different ways you can try and work together, and hopefully you'll be able to, you know, Get through those elements, okay? Um, eh. <laughs> Sorry. I am going to take my first breather, okay, for the night. Let my voice uh, sort of mellow out, <clears throat> tune out a little bit, <laughs> and uh, I will be back in a few moments. Again, this is the Art of Relationships radio show Part of the podcast Detroit.com radio network. And 
Much love to everybody out there. Welcome again to new listeners. I will be back shortly after this break. Thank you so much. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show. I'm your host, Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist here in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, baby, out of the D. <laughs> Welcome back. What an appropriate song by Rev Right Time Motel Sex. What a perfect song for talking about this show topic about sexual anxieties. And like I said, give me a call with any questions you have. It doesn't have to relate to sexual anxieties tonight. If you're having an issue, you know, relationship-wise, or even maybe having a hard time with grief and loss issues, we will, um, you know, definitely, I want to help people out that's what the show's all about, okay? So you can give me a call at 313-614-9498. And ooh, join us on live chat to Spreaker app or Spreaker.com and then do a search, The Art of Relationships Radio Show. And... The first part of the show talked about, you know, sexual anxiety is dealing with performance. Maybe you you feel you're not good enough, maybe not experienced enough, right? Um, you know, what happens if I don't get him to orgasm? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not this. You know, so many people put that issue, you know, can you do back away right away? Or can you go ahead and, you know, like I said, and try to help people through those anxieties and looking at, you know, what can I do to improve to become better? And I mentioned an analogy. It's sort of maybe off the wall about, you know, when you fell off your bike when you first rode it, did you get back? Did you try it again? Tying your shoes, driving a car. Maybe you didn't do too well on your first test, whatever it is, right? And Maybe you studied did better on the next one, right? That you improve and you're able to do that. And it's, you know, with sexual anxieties, they hit the core of our insecurities, right? Let's face it, you know, naked, um, all of us is shown, right? Maybe not only physically, but maybe emotionally as well. And it is when we are at our most vulnerable. So it's ironic how our insecurities maybe. Uh, within ourselves, they end up showing up with uh, in our sexual attitudes, our sexual behaviors, and our sexual confidence as well. Have another individual on chat that mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we talked about performance body issues. Another one we talked about in human sexuality actually was about early childhood trauma. Um, it could be not only early childhood trauma, this is a huge one. And it's, I've dealt with oh, more time, a lot of times, I'll just say that. <clears throat> a lot of times where the sexual anxiety might be caused by maybe there's an issue where, you know, sexual abuse, maybe also the confidence literally beaten out of you. Maybe you were beat um, as a child, you know, you were physically abused, maybe sexually abused, and how you view your sexual identity and your confidence is very twain, uh, tainted 
by that way. Heidi mentioned this question. Thanks for giving me permission to use your name. And you look at the dynamics with this, with early tri- you know, early childhood trauma, where you know you have their identity that sexual is bad, it's wrong, it's dirty, it's nasty. And we can also look at um, you know, part of those religious beliefs, how we're raised and all this can also trigger or get us in uh, a false, what do I want to say, perception of how sex should be and you being in control of you and your body. When there's early trauma and sexual abuse, you're not in control. Someone else is, an adult, and maybe you have a hard time now, maybe being assertive sexually, or you will feel like everybody else is trying to, that's all they want from you. And yeah, we all know that. And, you know, teenagers, whatever, you know, boys, it's all maybe what they want. And there's girls out there. Maybe that's all what they want. So those early childhood traumas, they trigger and they can sort of come out with sexual, or I should come out, they come out in your sexual behaviors and align with the sexual anxieties. They go hand in hand and they're interwoven um, with those. And to be able to put them to rest is, you know, now you have control, right? No one else said this is your choice and you have permission to enjoy, you know, sex. It's something that wasn't, it's not taken away from you like before. And it's trying to get a whole new not only sexual identity, if you will, but a personal identity with yourself that you're not that, say, that child that was sexually abused or even physically, emotionally abused. Um, You know, you're told you're a piece of crap. You're no good at nothing. So, of course, that relates to everything. Like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, you know what? Um, Our insecurities, deep-rooted insecurities or maybe not even deep rooted on the surface insecurities tend to come out and sort of are projected into our sexual anxieties big time okay and when you come through that it's a uh, you know gaining that confidence and you having control over your sexual behavior and it's okay it's healthy to be pleasured that way and you control that Plus, you control the emotional intensity, right? No one else has that power over you. Another, you know, aspect dealing with trauma, and we talk about sexual anxieties. Oops, excuse me. How rude of me. I had to get a drink of water. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Is, you know, about rape survivors, too, that, you know, dealing with a lot of women that have been, you know, raped. And I know, you know, men have been sexually abused and raped too by other men. Yeah, even older women. And you look at that again, you know, that was something that was taken away from you. And let's face it, the trauma of being a rape survivor is, you know, it's very often, you know, often, most of the time, it's brutal, it's aggressive, it's animalistic in a very unhealthy way and when you start having flashbacks and wondering you don't want to have sex again because it's you giving up your power for one you not feeling safe which absolutely i get and this can trigger when someone wants to have a healthy maybe sexual relationship 
with you, whatever, it's gaining back again, like the early, excuse me, childhood traumas, but it's also you gaining the power and you have control. You are deciding how and when nobody else is. And to go through, I work with this, I call it the sensory intervention aspects, um, you know, to help you to regain that, that, that is something that was taken away from you. You had no control over that. And sex can be still good. Making love can be good. It's a huge, you have that power that perhaps the rapist took away from you, okay? And, you know, I could do a whole show on, you know, healing from the traumas. Maybe I need to. Uh, healing from the traumas of rape and, you know, aligning yourself that get rid of the flashbacks through, you know, the sensory intervention techniques and stuff to get through those traumas, the flashbacks, and you can focus on the love that you share while you're making love and stuff with your partner and you are, you know, you are in control of that. That is not taken away from you. You did not give that away. That was taken from you. Now we're going to give it back to you, and you're going to have that power to have a healthy sex life, right? A healthy, more confident, and you are going to be able to please your partner. Not only that, but more importantly, maybe, you are going to be able to be pleased and feel very, very fulfilled and loved and cherished in those circumstances, okay? So it is, you know, I make it sound simple, but it, I, by all means, you know, with the aspects of this show tonight with the sexual anxieties, <clears throat> excuse me, it is, um, I don't mean, it's not that quick of a fix. I make it sound that way, and I want to definitely reiterate that it takes a lot of work. It's not just five minutes on the radio show, Um you know, even five minutes in session, no, it's not that, you know, with the sensory aspects and intervention aspects with the rape survivors and how they trigger sexual anxieties. Let's face it, even, you know, it could start as slow as a touch, you know, because so many rape survivors, let's face it, they're spooked to be touched. They, they want that, you know, they want to be hugged, touched, but, you know, with, you know, surviving a rape, that it scares the hell out of you. And, you know, it means someone wants to control you and hurt you. And we have to get that safety element and to have that trust, not only in other people, but it starts with you having, you know, the trust and gaining the trust within yourself again for you to be, you know, a more affectionate being, a sexual person again, that, it's okay, it's healthy, and there's nothing wrong, and you are not damaged by something that was taken from you, right? Sounds easy? Not at all, okay? Not at all. But that is sort of, I would say, the foundations, you know, with sexual anxieties when it comes to, you know, rape survivors and trauma, okay? Um Heidi mentioned it could be great sex for a while, but then trigger something that makes you not interested in sex anymore. Heidi, absolutely. And, you know, I agree with that, you know, big time. That you could be fine. You think you could work, you know, the rape 
you know, being a rape survivor, you're fine, you're passing. There's something that could just trigger it again if it is not dealt with with a therapist, let's face it, or counselor that has not worked with it properly, you know, doesn't use any sensory interventions. Um, you know, EMDR is one of those elements that or, you know, the sensory interventions where it's going to come back in flashback based on, you know, it could be a smell, it could be maybe music playing when you were raped, maybe certain lighting, maybe a certain movie or TV show triggers that. Maybe, you know, whatever. On the way home, driving by someplace might, uh, you know, where the rape occurred. Uh, a certain feel of clothing on, you know, your partner now, um, a certain color, all these things can trigger that, those flashbacks again. And that's what I try to work at, putting those to rest so they do not come back. Is there a guarantee they won't? No. But I try to put those percentages very, very high that they won't. And if they do happen to come back, I want you prepared where you can help handle it in a healthy manner. Okay. I want you to be able to handle it in a healthy manner. Okay. Uh, give me a call. 313-614-9498. We have quite a few listeners out there. I can see at least through the Shrieker app, which is really cool. Welcome everybody. And even, you know, especially to the new listeners out there, I appreciate you tuning in to the Art of Relationships radio show. And it seems like some people might be a little shy out there, Ooh, which is okay. I'm trying to maybe evolve you, maybe trying to hold your hand into asking your questions. Okay. Um, other you know, sexual anxieties. Before I hit on the men, then I want to get on, you know, the single elements versus, you know, maybe being in a relationship. And is there a deal, you know, is there a huge deal between being single and being married, right? Is there a difference? Uh, there might be. And stay tuned. We will get into that a little bit later on. Okay, other sexual anxieties. We talked about, you know, we just got done talking about trauma, rape survivors as well, early traumas, um, body image, performance elements, right? Um, maybe even not only traumas, but what if you've had a bad sexual experience? Maybe you were not sexually experienced and you were with somebody that dating somebody or whatever and all of a sudden you had sex with them and they belittled you. Oh my God, you're, you suck. And not in a good way, but you know what? Oh my God, wow, that's it? <laughs> boy, I thought, boy, I pictured you being a lot more sensual, a lot more sexual. Boy, I pictured you to be a lot better than that. <gasps> oh, is that being rude? Yeah, it's being rude. But say you did have an experience or maybe you were in a re long-term relationship and 
or a marriage, right? To me, like I said, it doesn't mean long-term relationship or being married. And maybe you had a, your partner cheated on you, right? Maybe your partner cheated on you and all of a sudden you assume, right? What's the first thing you hit on is that, um, you know what? They cheated on me because I wasn't good at sex. Ooh, maybe I was a terrible lover. I was a terrible sexual partner. These are probably the number one things we hit on, both men and women. And we, we go ahead and we try to hit on these elements to where, um, you know, when there's an affair, how much does that wound you? How much does that hurt you that you feel, you know what, uh, that sort of turns me off to sex for one thing. And, oh, my God, I, don't, I want to be sexual. I like sex. But, you know what, I have these sexual anxieties, but, you know what, I'm now good at it. That's why my ex-boyfriend cheated on me. That's why my ex-husband cheated on me or my wife cheated on me, girlfriend cheated on me. Like I said, numerous shows, just as many women cheat as men. And the stats out there are definitely, definitely misleading, okay? Oh, we got a new listener. Thank you. And working the midnight shift. Oh, yuck. (laughs) But... Um, I'm not going to mention any names uh, unless uh, this individual gives me um, permission to use that. But no, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. We want to hit on the the elements to where, you know, if you were cheated on, you know, what if it was more the emotional aspects, okay? And maybe, you know, getting cheated on, you think, okay, I'm no good in bed. Remember they said that, I cheated on you because our sex life was boring. It was yuck. It was yuck. (laughs) That might not be an appropriate word, but (laughs) it was lame. It was boring. It was unfulfilling. It was not satisfying. Can you still, remember I said about the performance elements, I might not be good at it. I'm not used to it. I'm not as experienced as my new partner is. Um, or I'm not as experienced as my husband, wife, whatever is. Can you learn? Again, even if you were cheated on, and say, I'll throw it out there. Say it was based on, they cheated on you because the sex was, maybe they felt it wasn't that good. For one, did they ever talk to you about it? For one, right? Maybe they didn't even talk about it. Maybe you were willing to improve and try different things or trying to evolve sexually as a couple. Maybe the individual was chicken and maybe, you know, chickened out huh, about bringing that up because they didn't want to hurt your feelings or whatever, and us, and they went ahead and cheated on you. That's sort of lame, right? But that is probably one of the biggest performance anxiety boosters, if you will, for men and women is to get cheated on, right? And, you know, can you learn from that? Let's. I'm going to be blunt, right? And I'm going to just throw it out there, play devil's advocate. What if it was based on, you know what, sex wasn't Maybe they didn't think you were good at sex. And this is out there for the men and women both, okay? 
would it be able to, would you be able to hit on, you know what, maybe it did, but what can I do to get better? Are you going to ball up and sort of get hidden away to the elements where, you know what, I was no good, so I want someone that doesn't like sex now, ooh, right? I want someone that isn't so sexual because, excuse me, I'm not good at it anyways. And those sexual anxieties can feed and they saturate inside your essence and your being as a person. And to be able to look at that, um, those aspects, okay? Individual on chat just mentioned, I am... Actually, learning new things uh, about my coworkers. Uh oh. Many of them have admitted to having some anxieties, even in their 50s. Thank you. You know what? Actually, I agree with that. Anxieties can hit on sexual anxieties. You think, you know, you're 40, 50, 60, that you won't have them anymore, but they do. Sometimes, if they're not addressed, they will endure. They will last. And also they might even become more manifested, which I mean, they'll be more increased. You know, they'll become deeper, even more so sexual anxieties. Um, no, that that's true. I get that. They almost, the anxieties might feed on top of each other if they're ongoing, if they're not discussed. And, you know, maybe I self safe realm in a relationship, okay, you know, relationship or marriage, whatever, that you need to be able to feel safe enough with someone emotionally to be able to talk about it. Number one, as I mentioned at the very, very onset of the show, you need to be safe enough with yourself to be able to address these elements, okay, to be able to address the dynamics to where, you know what, I want to get better. Maybe I do stink at this, at given oral or foreplay, or, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I can be or want to be. Am I going to allow my anxieties to feed into that and keep me this way? Or can I learn and evolve? The number one thing is the willingness to want to learn and to become better and the willingness to reduce those sexual anxieties. Of course, the number one aspect is having a very emotionally supportive partner. Absolutely, right? What happens if you are single, right? What are you if you're single and you've been cheated on? And like I mentioned before, the anxieties just fester. Is that going to keep you isolated? Is that going to keep you from dating and having maybe the potential of having a fantastic lifelong relationship? It very well, it might, because a lot of sexual anxieties, as I noted previously, you know, they're at the most vulnerable, you know, your sexual being. That's when you're most open, right? Um, Individual on chat mentioned, um, and as I mentioned, I'm not going to mention any names unless you give me permission to use it. But, um, you know, by the way, I'm with all males. Oh, the individual on chat. It's kind of funny because as a female, I really never thought of guys having 
sexual anxieties, but they do just as females. You are absolutely correct. And that's cool that guys, even though you're co-workers, that they're, they're talking about this. So maybe, you know, it's a good time to get on, get on, get with the male's anxieties as well. But I want to go back to the individual on chat that mentioned about, you know, having some anxieties even in their 50s. Yes. And there can be even maybe enhanced anxiety, sexual anxieties with, say, women, especially in their 50s. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe they are entering menopause. Maybe they're through menopause and now they have the sexual anxiety. Oh my God. You know what? I don't, I'm not as wet. I'm not as moist anymore. And oh my God, I got to use lube, right? Oh my God, I'm not, you know, he's going to think I'm not turned on. I'm not as sexual anymore because we got to use lube. That is educating yourself and being okay. That is nothing, you know, you can do. That's your body. And that's how the women's body ages and everything, too. Excuse me. And, you know, that can be a huge thing. And not only that, you know, there could be hormonal changes and maybe more pain aspects as we age. And it's all about talking to our partner and hopefully being confident within ourselves. As I said, that's the number one thing, saying, you know what, I have this issue, this anxiety. I hate it. I don't like it. But by keeping it inside, like, a lot of other anxieties or issues we keep inside, it festers inside of us and it, yeah, it, it grows and it festers and it comes out in so many um, different ways, right? And I want to be able to go in and hit on the elements to where, you know what, I want to address this. So if I address it, me having this issue doesn't make me a bad person, bad lover or anti-sexual or whatever. It means I have this issue and I want to work on it and I want to help it, fix it. Even if I'm by myself, what can I do to enhance my own sexual being, my own, you know, to reduce those sexual anxieties? And yeah, maybe when you're single, you're not going to be able to work with them as a partner, but maybe you can work on them emotionally, maybe some aspects, even physically, um, you know, by yourself, okay? I am going to take another breather, <gasps> okay? Um, and I'll take a little breather. We're going to come back, and we are going to touch on the male insecurities, right? Male, we're supposed to be all studs, Adonises, ooh, and we have no hang-ups, right? When the wind blows, we're all ready to go, right? Sexually willing. <laughs> wow. We're going to hit on the elements of the male sexual anxieties when the Art of Relationships radio show returns. Thanks for listening. Be back in a few moments, people. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Waking up, kissing the 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. And this is Greg Tosinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist. Oh, baby. And we are talking about sexual anxiety. So we covered uh, main issues, if you will, for women out there and hopefully little elements to try to get a, you know, some insights to get by that. You know what? <clears throat> Body image aspects, you know, where those, you know, the scars, the stress mark, where is badge of honors and be, you know, okay, this is me. This is part of who I am. Um, other body image aspects, you know, it could be, you know, wait, could you firm up a little bit? Now, I'm not saying you need to. This is all about you and making you feel better about yourself, okay? Um, you know, eating habits, uh, working out, exercising, and it's hard, you know, especially if you, you know, you have kids, you work, um, it's not easy. You know, even 10 minutes a day can might do wonders. Um, you know, the performance elements, you know, get to the area to where, you know what, I might not be the best. I might not be great at this, but I want to learn. I want, and that's huge, man. Wanting to learn and having the urge and the willingness to learn and to enhance your skills. Phenomenal. That's a huge plus. Okay. And, um, before we get into the men right now, I want to hit on, um, make sure you tell everybody, your friends, family, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, listen to the show next Wednesday night. That's February 3rd. There it is. That episode will be sponsored by Telefloral, the online floral place, right? You can order flowers, all, all kind of stuff. Telefloral, and they are sponsoring the show next week, and they are giving away a $100 gift card to a chosen listener. Ooh. And they're going to be advertising their concierge program and getting back to maybe the art of writing love letters. Ooh. So it should be a pretty cool show. And <coughs> excuse me. Eh. <laughs> My voice. And supposed to have a special guest too. A writing pro, romantic writing pro as well to try to jazz it up. So ladies, maybe it's time to have your men out there um, listening up. Maybe they're going to learn some things to be a little more romantic and still be the man of your dream. Uh Uh-oh, Princess Fu just said... (laughs) excuse me. Oh my God. Cough and attack. Sorry, people. How rude and unprofessional. Um, love when my honey writes me notes and I can imagine what he writes you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, a little bit of science. Get right up. A little bit of tickle my throat. Okay. Now, um, make sure Check out my website, okay? Uh, www.theartofrelationships.org. And people, you can, right from the website, you can purchase the ebook 
Uh, for $299, sees that total connection, achieving the emotional and sexual relationship you crave. Uh, so you can download that right from the website. It's only $299. You can also get, um, of course, the ebook uh, from Amazon.com. You can also get the paperback from Amazon. Again, sees that total connection, achieving the emotional and sexual relationship you crave. And you can check out the reviews. I think uh, there are seven reviews on there. All five stars. So people must be lying. No, I'm glad people like the book and it's getting um, good reviews. I appreciate that. And I am... Uh, Very flattered by those remarks. Like I said, the book is written as a way, down-to-earth approach to help people out there enhance their relationship, their marriage. And not only that, for the single people out there to help them learn maybe how they want their, you know, maybe a future relationship, okay? So we will be talking about that. Oh, someone on chat just asked, do love letters still exist or are love text the new trend? You know what? This is exactly what I was talking to a representative about Teleflora when we we're putting this together. You know why? what? What about the lost art of writing love letters? You know why? And it's funny. Even now, um, you think about it. You know, one aspect, and I don't want to get into it, right? Love texts are lame. Love letters are classic. Heidi, yeah, whatever. But love texts are still cool. But, you know, think about it. Even little kids, right? Think about it. Do you love getting the love letter in the mail? Ooh. What about little kids when they get like a a birthday card or just sending your son or daughter a card in the mail? They get all excited, right? It's cool. It's sort of new and it's unique and we're not used to it. Um, So we're going to tie that all up into next week's session. Plus, you can enter to win a chance at a $100 gift card from Teleflora. So pay attention next week, um, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, okay? Now, we are going to get back on the subject of sexual anxieties, okay? Um, You need to look at men, right? We talked about a lot of issues with men. Do men have the same type of sexual anxieties as women? Yes, they do, right? I think a lot of men's sexual anxiety, right? Of course, let's face it. Number one is the size, the size of the tool, the size of the manhood, (laughs) right? The size of the love tool. What is his love tool is his tongue. Ooh, does that matter? Maybe. (laughs) But we are talking about the size of his penis, right? Men have an issue. And this new study, why it's not new now, come out last year by the, right, British New England, not New England, sorry, (laughs) the Great Britain Journal of Medicine, they did... Uh, a study with 50 different 
races, culturals, ethnicities, whatever, the average penis size is 5.2 inches, people. 5.2 inches. Not limp either. It is erect, believe it or not. So tell your men, right? Some guys say, yeah, mine is a foot. No, no, I'm not talking you times it by three, guys. No, <laughs> That's just wrong, right? Uh, someone's been lying to you, right? <laughs> someone's been lying to you that an inch is only a quarter inch. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the average penis, male erect penis, is, believe it or not, it's 5.2 inches. That's average, right? And that, yeah, there are some that are 10 inches. There are some that are even less than that. (gasps) Right. Most women um, are okay with average size penis, okay? They are, um, you know, yeah. Some women say they can be too big. Some definitely say they can be too small. And it's usually how you use it, right? The motion in the ocean, right? It's not in the boat in the water. It's the motion in the ocean, the old saying. How you use it, and even if you are maybe on a smaller side, oh, God, I'm calming myself out here. You know, you can ride up higher on the lady, more the coyote alignment, right? Um, Individual on chat, yeah. One of the guys said he has anxiety at times about satisfying his wife and you know what we're gonna get into that and that's too that a man's penis can be you know too short too not long enough too skinny not thick enough maybe too fat and you know the girth of the penis too all these issues with a lot of men and how can you use it and like i mentioned on women having an issue with you know, maybe if they have a hard time reaching orgasm, most women re- have a hard time reaching orgasm through traditional vaginal intercourse, right? So, guys, right, if you can please them orally, manually with your fingers, hands, whatever, elbow, nose, no, <laughs> now I'm starting to be a smart ass. Um, you look at that is what matters, that you care about her and... um you know, about pleasing her first, right? That you get her off at least once. And maybe after you're done, even get her off again, manually or orally. That is huge. What matters is that you try to please her and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's just through intercourse, right? So foreplay, gentlemen, orally, enhance your oral skills. So about the size aspects, most men are average, okay? Remember that. Average being 5.2 inches. And most women, foo out there might say, oh my God, that's it? (laughs) Mr. Foo is huge then, right? (laughs) Um, So, you know, be, you know, be okay with that. You know, look at how you can enhance your lovemaking skills using, um, you know, using the elements to, you know, increase maybe your manual skills and get you more familiar with the women's genitalia and what pleases them more, pleases your woman. Like I said, every woman's different. Um, That, you know, what pleases them, every woman's different, you know. So use that. Let her 
teach you. And ladies out there, make sure you tease, tease, <laughs> teach your man, you know, what you like, how you want to be touched, how you want to be pleased orally, and be verbal. That's okay. That you like it, um, you know, that you, you know, like it a certain way, whatever. Could be firmness, softer, speed, all that aspects. Talk to him, right? And tell him it's what you please. And I want him to be able to relish in that. Oh, my God, yeah, I want to please her. Tell me what you want, <laughs> right? Tell me how you want to be pleased. I want men, just like when I said about women with performance aspects, I want men to look at, I'm not, you know what? It it doesn't matter. It's not, a, oh, I'm the man. I'm supposed to take charge. I'm supposed to know everything. It's okay that you don't know everything. But again, men, I think it means that is more, um, what do I want to say? It's making you more of a man, more confident that you want to learn, that you're recognizing maybe you don't know everything, but you want to learn again, just like when I mentioned about the women. Another um, member on chat mentioned uh, what the guy she's working with this evening on the midnight shift. Another guy said, if their penis is small, then there's no problem having a woman swallow the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, you're absolutely right, but... What? What? <laughs> but I'm sure you're having a lot of fun at work. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sure you're having a lot of fun at work on the midnight shift. Um, but, you know, have <laughs> so thing. what would that have to do with men's um, sexual anxieties, right? Um, body image. We talked about penis size, right? Guys might have body image. They might be flabby. They might have a big gut, maybe they have, like women, you know, varicose veins. <clears throat> maybe, you know, they've had surgeries. Uh, same thing with them, that they don't find themselves appealing. Maybe, you know, they have body issues too. We do that. Maybe, oh my God, my gut might be in a way. She might think I'm too fat. And, you know, so they have body image elements as well. Men, the same thing about performance aspects. I think more, you know, women have them too, you know, about policing their guy and all this. And men, I think most men, and I, believe it or not, when I was younger and all this, I was all about, uh, well, I haven't changed. I'm still all about pleasing the lady. But, um, you know, a lot of men, most men have an issue about pleasing their lady that they can't. And that's one thing. Oh, if they just have, you know, sex, vaginal intercourse, and she didn't come, right? Oh, my God, I'm no good, whatever. Maybe you need more foreplay. Maybe you need to stimulate her manually, orally to get her off, to reach an orgasm. So maybe it's not just that you're, you think you're not good at it. And if you're not, you know, what can I do? I want you to be able to learn and learn each other's bodies and what you like to become a better lover and become, you know, to get through the sexual performance anxieties to where, okay, what do I have to do to be the best lover you've ever had, right? Maybe, again, maybe it's why, you know, educational pornos. I mentioned that there are a difference between educational pornos and the mainstream pornos, right? Because the camera angles, all that give you a very unrealistic 
picture, <laughs> right? Unrealistic picture of what's going on, you know, especially orally, um, manually, you know, with fingers and stuff, maybe not. You know, they're doing it, trying to accentuate body parts and all that. Might be, you can work with them. Or, you know, Kai key in on more of the romantic adult education and pornos where there's more sensual kissing guys. Ooh, maybe more touching, more caressing. And it's not just, you know, oh, right after the vagina, right? It's not right after the boobs or the genital. Maybe it's more the inner arms, the legs, all that stuff, right? Um, and you look at the situation to where, you know, body image and performance aspects, you know, learn to be good. Another performance-related entity with sexual anxiety with guys, of course, is being able to last long enough. And some women laughed at this this morning in sexual human, uh, sexual human, <laughs> human sexuality. I must be getting tired, people. Um, human sexuality today, the average um, vaginal intercourse before the guy blows it, reaches orgasm, believe it or not, is two and a half to five minutes. Ooh. Now, there, that's actual vaginal intercourse, okay? That, there's ways, start and stop techniques, changing positions. You know, just that change in position. I usually recommend guys the point of no return bef- before you reach orgasm. Once you hit that point of no return, there's no stopping it and you're, right? So changing positions or maybe slowing down um, or just sitting still for a little bit. Baby, I'd tell her, I don't want to come yet, right? Um, tell her, and you can relax a little bit and get that. And I usually tell people right around, you know, most other people, oh, you want to go 80% and then come back. I say once at 80%, you're reaching 100 like right now. That's why I say usually around 70%. When you reach that 70 point of no return, you know, back off, slow, change positions. You can last longer that way. Um, yes, you know, wearing a condom, wearing two condoms, if you are in the need of condoms, that can help, you know, desensitize the penis where you can last longer that way too. And if there are, um, you know, if there are elements to where, you know, it is very severe and you can't last long enough. Now, I'm not saying you can't. You haven't trained yourself or body or maybe hypersensitivity to being able to blow it. And most, let's face it, most guys, you know, with sexual anxiety, performance anxiety, and early ejaculation aspects, right? Please don't let me come. Please don't let me come. Please don't let him. And awesome, you're done, right? And you come. It's that self-fulfilling prophecy. And um, start and stop techniques are very, very helpful. They work, okay? Relaxation aspects, they help. It takes time. It takes a willing partner to be able to do that, okay? There is um, also um, medication, yeah. There are mild antidepressants, SSRIs, that can help while you train yourself, that can diminish Now everyone's going to go out and get a prescription of uh, SSRI so they last longer. Um, I I don't recommend that, people. But, um, 
and some people on SSRIs might have a harder time coming. Um, and then the women, oh, my God, I don't turn you on no more, right, ladies? But you look at the elements, you know, there are techniques that you can use to learn in the last longer, a condom. Uh, double wrap, <laughs> the condom can help make you last longer. Yeah, a lot of people in committed relationships, marriage that don't use condoms. I don't want to use a condom. I don't want to do this. But you can work with your partner and start and stop techniques. There's also a sex tool, toy, whatever you want to call it. That's called Flesh Light. Flesh, F-L-E-S-H-L-I-G-H-T, that works and it helps train men to reduce their early ejaculation. Now, I need to put a affiliate link to my website on that so I can get paid uh, so I can get paid from recommending it. But that is a good thing too. Now, there is a question. Heidi mentioned, honest to goodness true, do men have to finish? Um oh good night foo. Oh thanks. I'm hoping the uh, the book signing tomorrow goes well too. And speaking of that, um you have a good night foo. I know you work long hours and everything else. Um thanks so much. I am if people in the Metro Detroit area, I am having the first uh book release party tomorrow downtown Detroit in the Penobscot building uh from noon until don't know yet. It'll be at least uh, three hours, uh, maybe longer. Uh, there's going to be snacks and everything else. It's going to be in the Detroit store in the Penobscot building. My office is in the Penobscot building, but this is going to be a lot easier access, and it'll help uh, Ricardo at the Detroit store, and you can pick up some straight out of Detroit gear. It's got some cool hoodies, sweatshirts, T-shirts, uh trying to think what else. Now it's a Detroitness, some really cool gear. So uh, he's helped me out by having a book release party there, and we'll go uh, through there. So thanks so much for that reminder, Foo, and have a good night. Thanks for joining us on the Art of Relationships radio show again. Okay, going back to Heidi's question. Honest to goodness, true, do men have to finish Say, after first given orgasm, blue balls, painful, etc. True or false? Some men, there is some truth to the blue ball. They can get almost like a cramp from that happening. But I'm going to tell you, it's usually from not coming after an extended period of time. There is some truth to that, Heidi. It's more of a cramping. They get the word blue balls, almost like a bruise is where the blue ball came from, from not coming, um, almost like holding your breath type of thing. That's where the analogy of blue balls, by not coming, like holding your breath after a certain amount of time. Now, um, usually men... I'm going to get, you said, say, after first given orgasm. Are you talking the men having their first orgasm or women? That's where I'm getting at. Men might not have to finish. And like I mentioned, some men, um, yeah, everybody wants to finish. Everybody has to have an orgasm. But sometimes it's good enough for us just to please you without us getting off. So um, I'm sure if a guy doesn't get off, I want to check. That could be a sexual 
anxiety as well with a lot of men. With performance-related aspects is I want to hit on, you know, we all talk about, I just talked about, you know, early ejaculation or the early, um, oh, men giving women an orgasm. Yeah, men can, you know, the blue ball, whatever, if they are erect for a long time without blowing it, they can have a cramping and everything else, okay? There is truth to that. It's almost like almost a light kick to the balls, I'll say that, because of the cramping of being erect without releasing and all the tension and everything going up. However, it's not going to cause death. It's almost like, like um, oh, my God, like the Cialis and Viagra commercials. You hear them, right? You know, if you have an erection that lasts longer than four hours, get to an emergency room because that is the same thing. It's like a cramp, and it can become very painful for guys. So that is true. However, um, it needs to be erect for a long time. Usually, I'm going to say beyond 45 minutes, maybe um, to an hour. So I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'm all about the, Most men, all men say, I just want to please you. I get off when you get off. You know what? Um, Heidi, I'm, you know, I'm all about that too. You know, I'm all about men getting their women off first for one thing, you know, with performance anxieties, dealing with sexual anxieties with women, uh, or I'm sorry, with men, you know, about, we want to please, we feel studly, our manhood, our ego is boosted. Yeah, I got her off. Woohoo. You know, I got off two times, three times. And that's where I recommend guys getting their women off first, orally, manually. Like I mentioned, we already hit on, it is more difficult. 75% of women don't get off through traditional intercourse, vaginal intercourse, right? Um, they get off more orally, manually, with fingers, whatever. So a guy, most women, not all women, most women are multiple orgasmic. So... Ah, if you get her off once, it's usually easier to get her off twice. Maybe she can get off vaginally then. That's where I always recommend. I recommend guys getting their women off first anyways. Um, yeah, you have times where it's all about her getting pleased. You don't worry about it. And it's all about you getting pleased, and she don't worry about getting off. Those times are fine. Those, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And that can be fun, healthy, too, about just pleasing your partner. And I talked about that on long long-term show, whatever. But going back on sexual anxieties and about early ejaculation, there are men out there that feel so much pressure to have an orgasm that they have what they call retrograde orgasm or inorgasm where they have a hard time coming. They can masturbate and be able to come, but with somebody else, uh, say a female partner, they have a hard time coming. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> but um, they have a hard time reaching orgasm because it's almost, it's, it's the same performance anxiety, but it does the reverse instead of premature early ejaculation. It does the reverse, and they have an uh, ability to reach orgasm because it could be about pleasing her or it could be, you know, maybe I'm worried about, you know, I'm worried about her worrying about pleasing me, and therefore, oh, my God, I got to come, I got to come, I got to come, and all of a sudden, you don't. And, 
you know, women, oh my God, I don't turn you on. You're not man. You didn't come. And all this aspects. And I've dealt with more than a few clients in this situation to where they had the inability to reach orgasm and they don't think they're man enough. And of course, the women, I don't turn them on. I'm not good enough. And that might not be it. It could be the sexual anxieties creating it and triggering those tendencies where you where the guy has a hard time coming. Of course, medication problems can cause that. I already mentioned, you know, antidepressants can cause a problem and delayed um, or having a hard time, inability to reach orgasm. So that also can be, and a lot of people always think of performance anxiety. They think of guys, and the most common is, you know, premature early ejaculation to where, but there are men out there that have a hard time reaching orgasm. Um, one couple I worked with, she was ticked that he had a hard time coming during sex and it had nothing to do with attraction or anything. He felt pressured that he had to reach orgasm because she'd get mad. Um, you know, she'd get mad. She'd start almost yelling at him. What's wrong with you? You can't come. I should be able to make you come. I don't turn you on. And all that pressure builds up and it blocks it. It's like, oh my God, I better come. I better come. And just like I said, the premature ejaculation, you don't come because you're so, you're worried about coming. You don't come. And you, it's almost like a blocking mechanism that works in reverse of the early or premature ejaculation, okay? So, yeah, men do have body image aspects regarding size, maybe being overweight, maybe not being big enough, maybe being not muscular enough, maybe not being, maybe being too skinny, right? Ooh, maybe we're being too short. Ooh, right? Oh, five, six of me manhood, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, you don't like it, ladies? If I'm short, screw it. Well, maybe not literally, but you know what? Oh, well, there'll be others out there that are all about it. Um, and so, you know, guys, you know, it could be, um, you know, that they're too short, that they're too fat. And I'm not talking just about the penis that we did mention, you know, the inability to please their women. Most men are all about pleasing and you're right. Um, even in their, you know, fifties with guys about pleasing their ladies and another as you know we talk with women about aging a lot of men might have a hard time no pun intended where it might take them longer to get an erection or maybe they have a hard time maybe once in a while or maybe often they don't get hard they don't get erect because uh you know, it happens once and then they have a sexual anxiety. Oh my God, I hope it doesn't happen again. I hope it doesn't happen again. Oh, damn. And then it happens again and then it becomes a pattern. Um, you know, medication, heart problems, diabetes, these can all cause sexual arousal problems in men. And this creates a huge sexual anxiety. They figure if they can't get aroused, they're not man enough. So they, they'll distance themselves emotionally from their partners. They'll distance themselves. They'll, you know, maybe they won't be desiring sex at all because I can't perform. I can't get it up. I'm not man enough, so I'm not even going to try. It's embarrassing, and I don't want to put myself through that. And, 
you know, the first thing I do with men with this issue, I look at, is there a medical problem, first of all, okay, with erection problem? Is there, you know, diabetes, heart problems, uh, blood pressure issues? Uh, are you on a medication that's causing this element that is, you know, maybe blocking or causing an inability to get an erection or a full erection? And this happens a lot with age, okay? And, you know, that can create a lot of anxiety for men. Let's face it, they're man, not man enough. Um, and that, ugh, it, it hits men right between the legs, if you will, literally. And that creates a lot of issues for a lot of men, people. So, you know, how you work with that and how you can be a supportive partner. And that is an issue I run into frequently with, you know, maybe middle-aged to older clients, even I'd say more even in the mid-40s on up that it can be an issue. And there's, you know, men in their 60s, 70s that don't need Viagra, but it's an individual basis. So men have sexual anxieties too. Maybe they have the same anxiety with performance along with women. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe her ex-husband, her ex-boyfriend, oh my God, she talked about, oh my God, their sex life was great. How am I going to measure up to that? I'm not going to be man enough. I'm not maybe big enough penis size compared to him. And the question with those anxieties, and a lot of women don't get, they think men, oh, they, they have no anxieties. Men have a lot of anxieties, very similar to the women out there as well with the sexual anxieties, okay? So, what do you do to overcome it? You look at, you know what, I want to work on this. And you know what, you say your ex-boyfriend was, or ex-husband, you know, was the best sex partner you had. You know what, I'm going to become your best sex partner. And I'm going to learn. I want, I want to know what you like, what you want. And it's not a comparison. And it's not a competition. Get it? When I meant, I'm going to be the best you ever have. That means about you two. Excuse me. That's about you two and you learning what she likes, whatever. It's not a competition. You are not in a race or a competition or a scoreboard to be better. It's just that's what you want. You're concentrating on the relationship between you two. Forget about her ex-boyfriend. Forget about the ex-husband, the ex-wife, the ex-girlfriend, right? What can you do to center on being the best lover you can be for each other? And not only physically and reducing the performance anxiety and the body image elements, but on the emotional aspects. And one way, a huge way for both genders to hit on or maybe to get rid of sexual anxieties or decrease them is to talk about them. Get them out in the open. You know what? I'm nervous about this. I don't know if I'm good enough. But have the confidence enough to work on them that you might not be good enough or the best or whatever, but you want to work on and learn. And if you act like sexually immature or sort of very shy or very, do I go out there and say childish? Ooh, maybe I will. That, oh, I'm not even going to try. What's the use? What's the use? And you start feeling sorry for yourself. That is going to cause a lot more problems for you sexually 
And I'm going to tell you, not only sexually, it's going to hit on the relationship. It's going to start seeping into your emotional relationship as well, not just the physical. So try to gain confidence about that. You know what? I want to learn. There's nothing wrong with maybe I'm not good at this. I don't have experience with this, but I want to learn to get better. That's for both genders, okay? Um, so hopefully you learned a lot tonight, not only about the anxieties, but maybe try to start working on those as well. And you can also, you know, if you're having issues, you can also, uh, you know, see me in my office in downtown Detroit, beautiful downtown Detroit. And I also, you know, if you're in another state, um, you know, I do phone, I do Skype sessions, video sessions, uh, phone sessions as well. The only thing with out-of-state clients, I'm going to give you a heads up, um, due to being in Michigan, you in another state, chances are your insurance, I won't be able to accept it, okay? Um, so unfortunately, well, it would have to be uh, done through PayPal via cash or debit or credit card. I do accept that. So, you know, I do offer those services. So just because I'm in Michigan, um, you know, I can offer you that help if you're in another state as well, okay? Um, check out my website, www.theartofrelationships.org. Make sure you check out Facebook under Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. Um, I have The Art of Relationships on Facebook as well. Basically, the same information is shared. Um, so check those out, okay? Remember, uh, check out my book on Amazon, sees that total connection and you can also get the paper back or i'm sorry the ebook version on my website that i just gave you the art of relationships.org okay make sure you listen in next week we are going to reinvent and reintroduce the magic the power the romantic ecstasy of Love Letters, and the show is sponsored by Telefloral, and they are giving away a $100 gift card. So ladies, maybe you can get maybe yourself something. Maybe you can get your man stuff. I'm a guy. I like flowers too. Shit. (laughs) So, you know, or, you know, maybe you have a sick relative, whatever, you know, it's a special, they're donating a hundred bucks for Valentine's day. So it's going to be next Wednesday, February 3rd. And I got to find out how they're going to give that away. I'm going to pick the winner, but uh, how you're going to access it. I'll have all that information. So make sure you pay attention and you're going to learn, you know, maybe enhance your own romantic abilities through the written word once again. Okay. Thank you everybody for tuning in. This is, or has been the art of relationships radio show, part of the podcast Detroit Network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out. Much love and peace to everybody out there. Take care.
Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you.